0: in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen so i don't know how you are feeling today i don't know if you woke up feeling well and energized and happy for this day i don't know if you woke up tired wanting to stay in bed just a little bit longer don't know if you had a good week or a bad one i don't know what's on your mind if you're preoccupied or not i don't know perhaps you're feeling spiritual today Or maybe not. Maybe you had to drag yourself here today. You had to convince yourself to come. Maybe you look forward to being here. Maybe there is some sin, some conflict, some problem that's weighing on you that makes it difficult for you to sit here this morning. Or maybe not. And maybe all is well with your soul. But whatever the case may be, here is the word God gives you today through the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Since you are justified by faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, as you sit in Lafayette, Ohio, you have peace with God. And you have peace with God, not because you've done all the right things, not because you've ordered your life correctly, but because God has justified you. That is to say that God has sent his son to live perfectly and to die perfectly on your behalf. Once, You were a problem for God. You were his enemy. You rejected his word. You broke his law. You lived in rebellion against him. You had no love for him. You did not trust him, but God still loved you. And he promised to turn you from his enemy to his very own child. And he did this by sending his own son to take all of your sin onto himself. On the cross, Jesus becomes as God's enemy as the sinner deserving God's wrath because he bears the world's sin, including yours, unto himself. God proved, beyond a shadow of doubt, God proved that he loved you by sending Christ to die for you. And as St. Paul says, now you have peace. As we sit here in this moment, you have peace. Now, it doesn't mean you feel a particular way. Sometimes we get that wrong. Sometimes we just equate peace with a feeling or a mood. Like sitting on a quiet beach is peaceful. The kids go to bed and it's quiet, that's peaceful. There's no fighting going on around us, that's peaceful. And all of those things, of course, are good and right. But that's not what the apostle means when he says you have peace with God. What he means is that the life of Christ is now holding you together. Peace with God means that our life has become life with Christ. When God sees you, he does not see the old sinner. He sees Christ. And he says nothing can separate him from you. All the good gifts that God has are now promised to you. Every good thing that God can give, he is giving to you. In fact, being justified is itself a great gift to you. Paul says we are justified by God. This is passive. This is something done to you and for you. See, the way the the world usually works is that we usually have to justify ourselves. If we do something wrong, we have to explain it. We have to explain to our boss why we showed up to work late. We have to explain to the doctor why the number on the scale is creeping up. We have to explain to our spouse why we spent too much money on our latest shopping trip and so on. Everyone wants us to justify our wrongdoings. Explain it, explain your problems. Why are you the way you are? Get yourself off the hook, do better next time, fix yourself. But what God knows about you is that he knows you can't get yourself off the hook. Your heart is too corrupt for that. Our hearts are too self-serving. We lack the innocence to justify ourselves because we are in fact guilty. Our sins are obvious, there's no getting around it. And so God himself justifies us. He sets us right, he declares us righteous. He gets us off the hook and he forgives our sins and this he does through his son, Jesus Christ. So our life in fact is completely tied into the life of Christ, we're united to him. This is our peace, and this is why Paul can say so confidently, you have peace. We don't have to justify our existence any longer. We don't have to try to get ourselves off the hook. We simply get to be free from our guilt and free from all accusations. God says, because of Christ, you are forgiven, and your justification comes in trusting that message. You don't have to do anything. God does it all for you. But you may ask, and you're right to ask, that, well, I have peace with God. I'm justified. That's wonderful. But why is life so hard? Why was last week so hard? Why do I still have problems? Why am I still waking up tired? What exactly does peace with God look like? And first, we know what it doesn't look like St. Paul anticipates our question in Romans 5, because after saying we have peace with God, he writes, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings. Sharing in the glory is our hope, but not a complete reality in the present. Having peace with God, according to St. Paul, means that we can boast in our sufferings. And that's because these sufferings are no longer ours. The consequences of our sins, even our sin itself, are no longer our problem because Christ has taken them from us. They belong to Him. Our sin is no longer our sin, but it is Christ. And you cannot take from Christ what belongs to Him. And so Paul says our peace doesn't look like present glory, it doesn't look like the world's riches. It's not going to look like perfect health it's not going to look like wealth it's not going to look like happiness in the way the world considers happiness our peace with god doesn't look like a perfect problem free life it doesn't look glorious to the world at all instead our peace looks like hope in the midst of suffering our peace is a hidden peace because it's hidden in what christ does for us and it is poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Our peace is not the kind of peace the world imagines the good life to be. Instead, our peace is shown to us most clearly in the cross of Christ, and it's revealed to us even in our own sufferings. And the reason for our peace being hidden, I think, is clear. The reason is, is it shows us in our sufferings and in our temptations that we have peace is because our hearts will trust in anything That's not God given the opportunity. And so God allows our peace to be hidden in our sufferings because God wants our hearts to know that the true source of our peace is him alone. Luther puts it like this, therefore our God, after he has justified us and given us spiritual gifts, quickly brings tribulation upon us, exercises us and tests us so that this godless nature of ours does not rush in upon enjoyable sins. Thus man lives, thus man learns to love and worship God purely for himself, and not just because of his gifts. In other words, we can turn to our suffering, we can turn to our sins, and we say, you belong not to me, but to Christ, because he has taken them from me. And so when we can do that, We can stand in the true confidence of the gospel that we have peace in our sinful flesh. If God were to give us all the worldly benefits of his glory, if he were to make us rich, if he were to make us perfectly healthy, if he were to arrange our lives in such a way that we were always comfortable, that we had no problems at all, all of us would end up with a big spiritual problem. Because our problem would be that we would look at our carefree life and say, wow, I guess I really earned this reward. I had this coming to me. I've got this life figured out. I'm perfect. I know just exactly what I'm doing. Instead, God wants us in this life to trust in His Word, He wants us to trust in His promise of forgiveness. He wants our hearts to turn to Him. Not because he can make us rich and healthy, but because he is our dear Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us. To do that, he allows us to live in this sinful world with its problems. He allows us even to suffer so that we can look to him and say, I have peace. Even in this suffering, I have peace because I know that I belong to Jesus Christ. The troubles in this life are the opportunities God gives us to put our trust into him. These are the opportunities to make our faith real. It is to hold on to his word that we are in fact justified, that we do in fact have peace with him. And this is the true message of faith. We trust in God's word, which justifies us, which makes us righteous. Even when the world tries to present evidence to the contrary. And so when we do suffer, we can say, I boast in the suffering because while I was still weak, Christ died for me, a sinner. Christ died for you. So now and forever, you know your true identity. You know your eternal future, and you know that God is not going to withhold any good gift from you. In very practical terms, St. Paul puts it like this in Philippians I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Likewise, this is how we boast in our sufferings. The strength we are given from God is the strength of the Holy Spirit, who God pours into our hearts and who reminds us over and over of this truth. Since you are justified by faith, You have peace with God. That's it. You don't have to earn your peace with God, and you don't have to doubt it. No matter what's going on in your life, it is true because God has said it. He has accomplished it for you, and he has declared that it is so. You have peace with God, and he proved it to you because while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. Amen.